Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm a confidence coach and instigator of joy. I believe that we are all so much more powerful than we can possibly understand. My goal with these conversations is to introduce you to brave, vulnerable people who are finding and owning their awesome. My guests are leaning into what makes them unique and sharing that uniqueness with the world. I hope these conversations inspire you to break free from whatever is holding you back and to step into your own greatness. Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My guest today is Liza Watonis. She is a personal wealth coach, or that's what she's called herself. I think she's kind of an intuitive wealth goddess. Kind of like a mama wealthpreneur. This woman is just amazing, and I'm so excited for you all to meet her. Welcome, Liza. Oh, thanks, Kelsey. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to share you with everyone. Oh, I'm excited to be shared and to uh, (laughs) talk with your your peeps. So let's start with the nitty-gritty. What's a wealth coach? Oh, good question. So I help people release their, well, release and rewrite their wealth story. Um, really tapping into what doesn't serve them, breaking through the blocks, and then helping then helping them step into how they want to create their life financially with a budget, realistic budget, holding you accountable, um, and also paying off debt, and really stepping into owning your own finances with confidence. What's possible when people own their own finances with confidence? everything. (laughs) Everything. Um, I think there's, you know, oftentimes people feel when there's a lack of knowledge or, you know, a skill set, people feel unworthy and people potentially feel overwhelmed by it. And so there's a lot of fear around it. So really breaking through the shackles of all of that and just really owning your own wealth and being able to step into it with confidence and and happiness true happiness Mm. a lot of people will say like they're just not that into money they're not into finances how do you how do you approach people who are in that mindset i would ask them why Mm. there's a reason there's a reason behind that story whether they were hurt or jaded or something along the way has has formed that belief around money and so i would want to peel back the layers to say why what's 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 really going on why is why is there not a relationship there Mm, i love that you talk about money as a relationship Mm -hmm. it is it really is if you can think of it as your best best gal pal or your best you know boyfriend it it the same thing. If we were to treat our money like we would our best friend, how would that shift everything? Mm. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. You don't just neglect your best friend, do you? No, you love on it. Mm-hmm. You love on her. You give her attention. You make time for her. Yeah. You hang out with her. <laughs> you check in on her. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if we think of our money as a relationship and our best friend, then it completely shifts the whole outlook of, you know, of everything because money essentially makes the world go round. 
hate to put that much power into it, but it does. It's something that's around no matter what. And so we get to choose how we want to look at it. And if we're saying that we're not that into it, how is that going to work out when, you know, it's, it's a part of everyday life? Good questions to ponder. Mm -hmm. So how did you get here? How did you, how did you decide to help people be happy and confident and fulfilled through money? Yeah, good question. So my personal journey started almost five and a half years ago um, when my husband and I were just married. We bought a house. We, we went through all the ropes, right? Um, and after buying a house and looking at where money came in, where money went out, and realizing that we could not talk about money at all, um, it was a big red flag for me in terms of like, hey, I don't want it to go down this path. And so um, we both decided as a couple to take a financial course. And this financial course broke the ice for us in terms of building the relationship between us with money and also with money itself. Before, before that, I would get to the end of the month and not have enough to pay my bills. I, you know, money would disappear literally and I would have no idea where it went. Wouldn't have enough money for groceries, wouldn't, nothing. It was, it was a pure shit show, to be honest. Um, and when we bought our house and I realized that, you know, student loans just for my husband were the same amount as our mortgage payment, <laughs> I almost puked. I probably did puke. <laughs> and I had a pit in my stomach from that moment on. Um, and so instead of, instead of sticking our heads in the sand, we decided to really take the bull by the horns and dive into it. So the last five years we dove into, you know, knowledge strategies, mindset, working together as a team, um, to build what we have now. Um, and that is, we've paid off over $240,000 in debt. Um, without selling our house and in there made the transition from working three jobs to taking a half salary pay cut to work one job and then transitioning to being a mompreneur staying at home and building my own business and sharing what we learned in our journey in my business and so I was a teacher for eight years and my passion is to truly change the world <laughs> and this is now my avenue to be able to do that to help people come home to themselves in the sense of feeling confident and fulfilled with their money um, and feeling prepared and responsible with their money because that's what we learned on our journey. Mm. How was it going through that journey with your husband? It was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Some things were easier than others. <laughs> what did you learn about each other? Oh gosh, so much. Um, it really started, what really cracked us open was the ability to see where each of us came from um, in terms of how we each individually learned about money. Um, he came from a family who did not talk about money at all. And I came from a family who talked about money, but it was always in the sense of we never had enough and we can't afford that. Um, and so trying to combine those two lives <laughs> was crazy. <laughs> and I would always manage to try to have the money talks in the car so we couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Made for an awkward ride home, but that's like my staple story because it's true. 
Um, so, you know, a lot, many of the conversations were very uncomfortable to start. Um, some went on way longer than what they needed to with sleepless nights, to be honest. Um, but we kept at it and we realized the boundaries that we could put towards our money chats and figuring out a healthy balance for us. And so we would set a timer for how long we would talk about money, you know, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, we would, you know, make money dates in our calendar so that we could go through our budget and figure out a plan for our money before the month started. Um, <clears throat> and that really allowed us to be vulnerable on a whole nother level with each other. Um, but also allow us to establish an intimacy that is so hard to even put to words. Um, having that part of being able to talk about the money and being honest with ourselves too and talking with ourselves with money and has allowed our relationship to really become so much closer. Mm, I bet because if there's a part of your life that you can't, you can't share, let alone talk about with your partner. Mm -hmm. How can you be really like sharing in each other's lives? Right. And, and it's very common for people to be in that pattern and in that cycle of the inability to share because sometimes you feel like you're in too deep and sometimes you feel that the cycle has already gone through and, you know, sometimes there's a lot of shame associated with it and unworthiness and, I just encourage you to really <clears throat> have the courage and bravery to take your relationship to the next level, even with a partner or even yourself. Sometimes like people who say, I'm just not in that into it. That conversation, that intimacy needs to be had with you. Yes. And having that conversation with yourself with money. Yes. All right. Um, I'm curious, how do you use, so you were a teacher for eight years. What did you teach? I taught second grade for six years and kindergarten for two. Which did you like better? Ooh. The kindergarten was in private school, so they were more like first graders. <laughs> because I don't know I would have been able to do kindergarten in public school. Um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed second grade, hence the reason why I was there for so long. Um, they came in as little children. I know it sounds so funny to say a six and seven year old are like little children, but they really leave like mini adults and I treated them like mini adults. Um, their personality started developing towards the end of the year and so you just really get to see the whole, the whole picture of the child, which is super fun and the growth spurt was just incredible throughout the year. I love it. How is yeah. that similar to coaching adults about wealth? Oh, <laughs> I've never been asked that question. Um, <clears throat> you know, I don't know if it's so much the connection to like the young child, but it's, it's my ability to really step onto the stage as a teacher. And as the mentor to really help that transition and to teach, you know, what to some people feels like a graduate skill, 
you know, and to me being able to deliver it in such an elementary way so that they feel confident and feel good. And once they start, um, my favorite time of the year was, is about like this time of the year, um, teaching because the light bulbs start going off in the children's mind and you just see them get it. Like it's that moment and it's quick, but they start getting it and they just start flying. And so I think that moment with my clients too, where they just get it right, where they just start to get it and start flying and being able to do it on their own. And that's where I'm able to take a step back as the coach and become the accountability partner and say, hey, how are we doing? What's going on here? You know, letting, you know, kind of like the baby bird step out of the nest and fly. Um, so I love, I love the light bulb, the light bulb switch, and I love the pure platform of teaching. And you're so good at it. And so like maternal and not in an overpowering way, but in a way that like when you talk about money, you don't bring any intimidation. You don't bring any shoulds to it. Mm-mm. You bring this gentleness that's kind of this like invitation to to go deep, to like go tell the truth, find the truth. And whatever you say, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, I, I got you. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to fall and it's okay because I'm going to catch you. Right. And I think that's so strong because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've had those conversations inside my head on such an intimate like, level of saying, like, truly beating myself up. Like, my inner me girl is so mean. My gremlin, as Kelsey would say, whoo, dog. <laughs> Some days she's, you know, and so she's mean. But the ability to be able to, you know, kind of be that soundboard for other people, I see it, you know, I see the 30-foot view for them and where they are right now, where they can be. And I think having that person who's like the hope holder and lighter igniter for them, for themselves is, um, is just the gift, the gift to listen and the gift to be able to navigate through and say, we can do this. And I truly believe that because no matter what the situation is, I truly, truly believe if, if you really, truly want this, it's going to shift because of the law of attraction. There's so many different varieties, but you get to welcome in what it is that you want. And if this, yeah, Go ahead. As you're talking, I just, I wonder when you start working with a new client, do you get super excited about their possibilities? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I see it. And even in the depths in trenches of like, hey, I'm late on this payment. Hey, I have no money. Like, I get it. I understand. And and I think that like I know when a client decides to sign on with me that it's such a big commitment because of the exchange, the value, right? The exchange of the money, the value. And I'm all in, you know, mind, heart, soul, body emotion I'm all in to make this work you know and and I can only do it to my highest ability if you're willing to too and even in the depths of depths I know I 100% trust that the universe has got you and us and that regardless of what happens things are shifting for you I think that's why you're so amazing at what you do Liza 
Mm. It's that super powerful trust mm. that you have and you convey to everyone around you. Mm. Thank you. It's so hard to put into words though. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's there and people feel it when they have the conversations with me. Yeah. It's your magic. I saw it mm -hmm. once. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was actual light exchange between you and somebody else. Mm. It was Thank amazing. Oh, it's fun. Like you feel it, you get tapped, you know, and I feel it in my, in my gut. And I, ugh, I love it. So here you are coaching people about money and you're a light worker. Mm -hmm. You're a healer. Mm -hmm. How did you, you know, being called a healer can be a little intimidating for some people. How did you come to basically own your power? Um, it, was an ex, it was an external validation. Hey, you actually have something going on here. My cat is currently, for the listeners who just heard that, she's sitting on my desk. <laughs> she always comes around when I coach. So if you ever, if you ever have coaching, you'll see her. <laughs> um, but she's making things fall off my desk right now. <laughs> real, real life here. Um, I it started with the external validation of you. You've got something here. Like, you can't keep this bottled up in your household. In the Watonis household was exactly what it was, how it was shared. Um, you, you really have something here, and the gift is to be shared with the world. Um, and it was definitely confirmed in a whole nother sense in July of 2016 when my dad passed away. Um, just with, you know, the ability to say, hey, you're on the right path. Um, and he is, he has a strong connection to me through my coaching and it's, it's a beautiful exchange for me to be able to pursue this, um, with him by my side, truly for multiple reasons. And so I don't know, it's just like, you know how, when you get so excited about something, it's like your, your insides start like burning and like you have butterflies inside. Yeah, that's how I felt. That's how I feel when I'm coaching. That's your inner fire. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's being lit up from the inside, being told this, mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's how I feel when I coach. When I'm on stage, when I'm teaching, that's how I feel. Amazing. It shows. Mm. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> now back to... Um, your clients, I guess yeah. you said like, if someone, when they first start with you might be like, I have no money. Mm -hmm. How do you, do you make money appear? <laughs> like how do you <laughs> work with that situation? I love that. I have a money tree in my backyard. <laughs> I just give it. <laughs> I just give it. You know, it's a really interesting space because sometimes people are like, how do you expect me to pay you when I don't have any money? Like I'm contacting you to pay off my debt and you expect me to pay for the services, you know, and, and I understand that. But I also truly understand that uh, money is meant to be in flow and money is like energy. And so 
with everything that you do, there is an exchange. And so even like even a service service exchange product exchange there has to be some energetic exchange um and so how do they find the money to make it work they do the universe blesses them in many different ways um i will say oftentimes when people figure out a plan for their money aka a budget whatever feels good to you whatever you want to call it money plan intentional uh, intentions whatever you want to call it it often feels like you get a raise because you're finally the one who is telling your money where to go rather than your money just disappearing mm. and so it's reverse energy engineering the fact that okay i'm just gonna spend 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 and then actually saying i'm choosing for my money to go here versus it just flying away yeah that reminds me i love this concept um pute and i were going over my expenses recently and i spend the most on health mm -hmm, of course which matches up with my values mm -hmm. if my highest expenses were on something else i don't i can't think of a good example right now but it wouldn't necessarily match my values so i think it's a really interesting exercise just to note are you investing in your values? Yeah, and that's one of my favorite exercises when people write down their expenses and where what they spend their money on. And I don't mean like three months, I just mean like, excuse me, where is your money going? Like what, what are you choosing? And then writing out the things that are most important to you. Do they align? If they don't, then let's do something about that. Yeah. You know, are and you that's-, saying, that's uh, Go ahead. That's often a place where people will find the money to go where they actually really truly want it to go. Mm. And here's the other thing. Oh, oh, sorry. Here's the other thing is that when, when you feel that pit in your stomach with an investment to a certain degree, I want you to ask yourself if this, is this something that's really important to me? Is this part of my values? Because sometimes that pit in your stomach or that gut feeling is the conflict of your inner self saying, hey, this is out of alignment. So even the language that you use around money, like I can't afford that or that's too expensive. I don't use those language, like Kelsey, you don't use have or should or need or should in your house, right? Right. Uh, uh, which I'm trying really hard not to. And I don't when I coach, try not to. Um, but I don't use expensive or can't afford because I know that my money is a choice. And if I really wanted to make it work, I'd figure out a way to make it work. So what do you say instead? I love this. And I learned this from you and I'm working on it too. Um, do I have space for that in my budget? Is that something that's in alignment with me? Um, and mm, that's all I can think of right now. What did I've I been teach playing you? with that's just not a priority right now. Yeah, that one too. Yeah. Because if it's a priority, mm -hmm. I'll make it happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it's something that's calling to me, like, mm -hmm. and things don't call to me, they yell at me basically. Like, it's like, I'll be woken up in the Get middle of the night. Like, <laughs> oh, you need this. Jeez, could we have done this in another time? <laughs> And I'll not in like four hours and then yeah. I'll be listening. <laughs> yeah. Is it a priority? That's a great way. You know, is it is it something that's really important to me or to us? 
You know, and I think even if, if you're in a partnership, business or personal, it's important to have those individual values, but also as a couple as well. Mm-hmm because everybody's different and that's what makes marriages work or the ability to exercise your independence. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's also this, like the prioritization of your investments is something that we as coaches Mm -hmm. deal with as we take on new clients or Mm -hmm. don't take on new clients Mm -hmm. because our clients might say, I can't afford it. then I try and coach people around that Mm -hmm. so that they leave a conversation with an empowered yes or no. Right. And that's truly, yeah. I don't want you, I don't want you deciding not to sign up with me because you can't afford it because that's icky. Yeah. That's totally disempowering. And it's not, and it's a limiting belief. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and so being able to, truly step into it. I mean, looking just like as a mom, you know, if I had to put food on the table, I'd find a way, mm-hmm. right. To make that work. Not saying that it's not, it's not a hard challenge, right. It, it's not a challenge, but like, no matter what, you know, if, if the intention is behind it of what it is that you really want, the eye of the tiger, you're not going anywhere right? Like the prey has been seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, sometimes it takes, it takes some willpower for me not to just tell potential clients, well, that's bullshit. And <laughs> I'll help coach mm-hmm. you around it. Cause it's yeah. not, it's not always when, when I don't know people that well, right. I try not to tell them that what they're saying is bullshit. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that might be a little too tough. Yeah, (laughs) I can help you with that. (laughs) Right. Um, And I think there's different ways around that, you know, and offering, and that's something that I do in my business too, as an entrepreneur, is like offering realistic plans for people to make it work within their budgets, you know, or within their lifestyles of, you know, like extending potentially the payment plan beyond their services, you know, trust again Mm -hmm. and making it realistic for them because you know what, what you invest in me, you're going to make back tenfold, (laughs) you know? Uh, And I know that just from what I invested in myself over the last five years and taking back $240,000 in my life right? And being debt free in just under two years, less than two years. That's incredible, right? At that point where it's going to be over like $330,000. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Like think about the kind of house you could get with that. Yeah. You know, and that was just, that was student loans. That was a car, two cars, um, some credit cards, not a lot, but majority of it was student loans. And so you just went out and picked some cash off the money tree? Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) No, we got intentional. We got intentional with our money and really chose our priorities and said, look, like if if this is really where we want to go, and thank goodness, because five years ago we didn't want to, I didn't want a family. I had 20 children Monday through Friday from eight to three. like the best life ever mm-hmm. weekends off <laughs> just kidding did not knowing 
that, you know, having a family and expanding is beyond measure of happiness for what resonates for me. Um, but the ripple effects of all of that, you know, the ability to be home with my daughter and to work during nap time and bedtime. And even though I'm exhausted, the joy is still there because I chose this path. I don't feel like I have to go to work. This is the work that I want to do. And that's huge. That's the freedom. That's my financial freedom is to be able to step into this. And we still have debt. We still have debt. And I'm still living my financial freedom right now. So I think that's also another thing on the wealth journey is really being able to find your contentment now. Mm. Yeah, you don't have to wait until, I don't know, until your daughter's a certain age. You don't have to wait until vacation. You don't have to wait until you lose five pounds. Right. You can be happy. Or wait for that five-figure month, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it's, it, it's almost like you're reaching your hand out for, for the um, – a butterfly and it keeps fluttering away mm. and you're like you're so close but like that reaching is stopping you from being here now yeah you're and never gonna catch that because you're setting yourself up to like and even if you did yeah even if you did that fulfillment wouldn't be there and so that's why you see all these millionaire you know artists out there going bankrupt because they're seeking externally for that fulfillment that they don't have inside Mm. So the contentment piece is now, even in the trenches, even in, you know, mediocre, even with you, the Joneses next door with whatever they have next door and you wish that you could have it. It's really about staying in your own lane and finding your own happiness and being content with that. And that's not an easy thing. It sounds so simple, but it's, it, we're tested daily because we have everybody else's business in our back pocket with our phones. Yeah. And it's kind of like a balance where we're never, we're never actually in balance. We just have to find out what works for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's very confusing because we, we feel like we need to have it work the same way everybody else does. Mm. That's not true. It's so not true. And that's where the courage and the bravery really comes in is to be able to step out on your own. Like, that's what I love about children, you know, is to be able to just witness them stepping into the new confidence. Like my daughter just went to the dentist for the second time in her life and she wanted to get up in the big girl chair. She's two and a half. She turns three in July and she sat there. Like I have the picture of the hygienist, like cleaning her teeth and she's there, she's holding my hand. And it was like such a proud mom moment because I was like, I did this. I helped her feel confident enough to sit there right? For that internal and children have that. And as adults, we have, we are so worried about what other people are thinking about our money, about our situation, about, you know, the debt that we have, you know what, who, who flipping cares? What really matters is the ability of what you're doing from now to change that, to change the path that you're on, to change the cycles, to change the habits, the behaviors behind all of that. If you want to, if you want to, you can Right. But it starts with us having that confidence. You know that, Kelsey. <laughs> this is where I take people. And it's so <laughs> scary for people to look internally mm-hmm. because as we get older, older starting from like maybe age four, that's when we start looking outside ourselves. 
And we just start doing it more and more and more and more the more we go through life. So then we get to a point where we realize there's more to my life. I could have more. Why am I not having more? Why isn't life going, like, where's the joy? Mm-hmm. Where's the love? And that's where we find ourselves in a place of like, oh, I guess maybe I got to do the work on me. Mm-hmm. I guess I got to see myself. I got to see my own stories. Mm, yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. And some it people is. are like, it's scary and I'll do it. And some mm-hmm. people are like, it's scary and no thanks. Yeah. And I, I, there's two paths there, right? Like, is it, which is scary to stick your head in the sand or to face it? Yeah. You know, only you can answer that. I know the answer and you know the path that I took with my finances, you know, and I, there's other things in life where I could choose differently. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Um, but it's, it's so true. And now you are, so you're a wealth goddess and, and a mama. Yes. And you are dancing this beautiful off balance dance right now. It looks like one that works so beautifully for you. How does that work? How does it work being a full-time mom and business owner and human? A lot of patience and a friend. Um, A hell of a lot of patience. And understanding that some days you just don't have that patience Mm. and having the grace, you know, and loving myself. So I'm a completely different person than I was when just even three years ago before I had my daughter. And I love myself so much more now because of the work that I've done on myself. Who were you? Three years ago. Mm. I didn't, I wasn't as grateful as I am now. Mm. Yeah. And a lot, like I've really, I faced those people inside me that you said some people are scared of those stories. And I just, I love my life. You know, like I, I forgive myself. I forgive, you know, the days that are messy. And my daughter is in, you know, a a baby care, like a toddler carrier, and I'm coaching and sitting on a yoga ball, balancing her to sleep, because that's just how it works, you know, or the no nap days, like today, today was a no nap day. (laughs) And those aren't on your schedule as like, today, my daughter will not nap. (laughs) Not at all. So, you know, it's, you know, some days, I could be harder on myself with the way that it didn't work out. But I get to choose the path that I want to take every opportunity, every experience that's provided for me. And, you know, at the end of the day, after I put her down to sleep, I look at pictures on my phone of her that we've taken throughout the day and videos because I miss her already. That's exhausting and loving and amazing and trying and all of it. You know, it's just, I wouldn't change it for the world. So the unbalanced, balanced mamapreneur life is beautifully messy (laughs) with a hell of a lot of grace and patience and love in there. (laughs) What has your daughter taught you? Oh, gosh, so much. Oh, my gosh, so much. Really being present in the moment, I think, is the biggest thing. 
Um, as a mompreneur, I kind of feel like I'm, I work more times in between than just like the set schedule. And that's something that I'm working on. The moments when she says, mommy, just put down your phone. Okay, honey, it's going away for hours, you know? Um, and she, the amount of play, like she, she didn't nap today because she was in her room because she found her basket of stuffed animals and was playing doctor. <laughs> taking care of them, you know? Um, and so just the amount of play and being creative and not taking life so seriously. Have fun. Daily basis. So how do you play every day? Oh, with her. I love it. I'm on the floor. I'm the mom who's in the playhouse more than she is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm the mom who, no matter what, you know, she always comes first. No matter what's on the docket work and life like she's always number one um and I've also learned to the power of having her see me take care of myself too in terms of working out and having her be a part of that rather than taking her out of the picture of that it took me a while to get there um but now that I see it she 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 loves working out mommy me do that me do that and she loves doing you know like squats and <laughs> jumping jacks but it's truly it's teaching her and me of like hey like this is my responsibility to show you how to do this and to have these conversations and allow you to be part of it whereas oftentimes you just say nope you know and that brings money back into the picture too because you know adults and parents often think that it's not appropriate for children to be a part of the conversation and that's actually hurting them a hell of a lot more than not than having them there. So how are you talking to your daughter about money at two oh. and a half? Yeah. So um, we play grocery store. She has this little cardboard box we made into a grocery store um, and she has play money and we make sure that she takes care of her money as she picks it off the floor um, and that she, there's always the exchange. So whenever we go to the store, she's always paying the cash for me, paying the cash back. So there's a, a psychological exchange of this is what it costs, this is what you're giving back. Um, I have her touch real money and I don't use phrases like money's dirty, put that away. You know, I, I say, you know, we take good care of her money. We're intent, you know, I use pretty much the same language, adult language. <laughs> that I do with my clients, you know, like we, we choose where our money can go. And um, she has jobs already at two and a half. Her, her jobs are feeding the dog and the cat. And she, boy, don't do it for her. <laughs> she gets very upset. Um, but she knows like already for Easter, she got a couple dollar bills and some quarters. And she knows that quarters are horsey rides at the <laughs> grocery store. And so now she even knows that a dollar's for horsey rides for quarters. Wow. Um, so we're, it's, it's there. It's part of everyday talk, you know. Um, and we talk about paying cash for things and saving up. And so when she turns three, maybe even sooner, we'll be talking. We'll get three little jars for her, one for saving, spending, and giving so that she can choose where she wants her money to go. So if she's saving for something, then we'll put a little toy picture up there for her to 
um, safe, but we just haven't, we just haven't gotten to that point yet, but really teaching her at such a young age, how do you, where do you want your money to go? Do you want to give it? Do you want to save it? Or do you want to spend it on something right now? That's such a beautiful idea. Yeah. And I'm so excited to find out what she chooses. I know. I know. I am too, because it was really nice. Uh, about three weeks ago, we went to the Humane Society down the street and we donated some blankets. And it was just really nice to have that conversation with her of saying, you know, these are animals who can use these blankets. We don't need them anymore, you know, and, and understanding that donating and giving doesn't have to be in a monetary form. It can be in time and, you know, things that we don't need anymore. And we went and saw the bunnies and she just, she absolutely loved it. And so I think we might go there often so that she can really start understanding the exchange of being able to donate, give your time and um, to help others in a different way. That's amazing. And you're going to have a house full of bunnies. I know that's what I'm <laughs> Well, she loves the horses down the street too. And I think she would pick horses. Oh good. That'll take longer to yeah. save up. <laughs> Yes, they're also bigger <laughs> and more, yep. but yeah, her, she, it's just, it's, it's so fun and, you know, the genuine excitement is there and the, the amount of gratitude is there her too. Every night she, yeah, every what night she goes to bed and well, before she goes to bed, we see the sunset and I was like, honey, let's go thank the sun for a great day. And she's sitting at the door waving and saying, good night, sun. Thanks for a good day. You know? And so it's like, it starts now those conversations and gratitude and confidence and appreciation really start now. You are such a beautiful mom and such a beautiful teacher, Eliza. You know, we learn things by teaching others mm -hmm. as well. And I can just see as you're teaching her this gratitude, mm -hmm. it, you are totally just stepping into it and owning it. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels so good. Because mm -hmm. gratitude feels amazing. It does. Yeah. It does. I know our, our listeners can hear our smile through our yes. voices. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. So back to money. Well, mm -hmm. adult money. Mm -hmm. What? I, you know, I don't really like the term advice because I feel like advice is kind of icky because we all have to find our own path. Mm -hmm. So maybe what questions would you ask somebody who wants to bring more abundance into their life? Mm. I would say, I would ask, you know, what is happening or what isn't happening right now that makes you want to welcome that in? And really getting honest and clear and really peeling back the layers that's involved in that question. You know, that, I could go that ahead. That makes me wonder, are you actually ready to receive the abundance? Mm. Because? Because it might be an issue of like, oh my God, if I have more money, there will be this expectation or what am I going to do with it? Or I don't know the stories that could, come up but I can see the potential for a whole lot of them yeah but also it's teaching contentment for now yes. right because that's that's really the ticket mm -hmm. the ticket to the financial freedom and and really being able to own your situation no matter where you are yeah, so gratitude first mm. 
Yeah. And it allows me to see, you know, where their mindset is. Like what, what are the habits? What are the behaviors going on? And even though they don't see it, most likely I do. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what you do for them. You can show, yeah. show them a mirror mm-hmm. because you see people. Mm-hmm. Always have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you are such a gift and you're, yeah. Your intuitive powers are such a gift. Mm. It's, it's amazing. I love it. And I just, I feel so honored to be able to serve in such a big way. Because money is like the sex topic of the world now. Nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody's ashamed of it. Everybody's embarrassed. And I really want to take that off the table and become it, have it become common knowledge, common conversation without the worthiness attached. Yes. And one of the things I love about your style, Liza, is you don't shit on people. Mm-mm. You don't say like, oh, okay, to be financially responsible, you need to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. You hold space because, and you guide and you reflect. Yeah. Well, because everybody's wealth journey is different, right? Mm-hmm. You know, speaking to LeBron James versus, you know, Liza Watonis our wealth story is very different and our wealth expectations and the definition of wealth. And that's one thing that I love about you. Like what, what is your definition of this? You know? So so what is your definition of wealth, Liza? Yeah. Oh, I've never been asked that question, but I make my clients answer it all the time. Um, My wealth really steps into the experiences and the love around life. And so it includes people. It includes experiences and it includes the ability to help so many others. Mm-hmm. So, not once did you hear money in there. You know, money is the underlying factor, but it speaks to the love, the experiences, and the ability to be and help with other people. Well, or for other people. As you said early on, money is energy, mm-hmm. but you don't actually need money to thank the sun for a great day. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. There are other things that money becomes the just energy that passes through us. Mhm. To be able to have that opportunity to be able mm-hmm. to ride the horsey. Right. Right. You need money. Yep. Want money? Yeah. Mhm. Yes, you yep. want money. Yeah. What's your definition of wealth, Kelsey? Abundance and freedom. <sighs> Yeah. And go deeper. The definition of abundance and freedom. Love. Mm-hmm. Living. It, it's like it's like living in true authenticity, grounded. Being wealthy is being grounded and expansive mm. at the same time. Yeah. In alignment. Mm-hmm. Not in conflict. Truth. Yeah. Being being truth, being love, being that is being abundance. And that mm-hmm. is being wealthy. Yes. It's oh, beautiful. I have goosebumps. It's also recognizing that today could be our last day. Mm. And not in a morbid way, in a like just love. Mm-hmm. 
don't stress don't worry mm -hmm. just love and thank the sun and i'm gonna start doing that i just love that <laughs> so yeah. much yeah every night as long as we can see it we say it and so, i love it i love doing it with her and it just like i can see her doing that with her daughter her children you know and it's just like oh <laughs> so what happens on days when you can't see the sun we still think it okay because we know it's still there right mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. we can't see things but they're still there they're still there it's trust it is and that's that's that power that you have that you talked about earlier that's what allows you to help your clients you trust that the energy in monetary form is flowing to them mm -hmm. and to yeah. you and trust that we are all supported mm -hmm. and i truly feel that way and sometimes it's hard for me like i said to put words to it because i have such a deep trust even for myself yeah and so it's nice you know how they speak to like vibrations and frequencies of thoughts and that's that's what people feel mm. which is really cool i've never thought about that before have you always trusted not when i couldn't pay my bills yeah and i don't and i really have like tapped into trying to figure out what the moment was or what like what the ability that made it switch and I don't know what that was maybe it was just finding the trust in myself and the ability to like navigate through whatever the situation was and Some, finding a way to make it work I don't know sometimes it's a gradual process mm -hmm. I mean I think most of the time it's the it's a gradual process and there are so many people that talk about their like massive just like flip the switch moments right right right. and they right. become these really powerful stories it's a great story but it's not always the way these transformations happen yeah that's true that's and it's, true. your story is worthy and magical no matter what mm -hmm. yep. i have another question for you mm -hmm. after this incredible transformation you've said you're a totally different person than you were before you had your daughter what advice, again, not the word advice, what would you say to younger you? You get to choose the age. What would you tell her? Lighten up. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Take the stress out. Because at that point, you know, I was hiding behind the degrees and the career and trying to prove myself essentially um, <clears throat> and just having fun truly like true fun not just fun because other people are doing it like true internal fun and having the confidence to do it because you wanted to not because everybody else was yes I just listened to this uh, podcast episode the school of greatness with Lewis Howes with Bob Roth, and mm -hmm. he talked about true north versus magnetic north. Mm -hmm. And basically, it's a quarter turn difference. And magnetic north is, in terms of us, it's what we do so other people will like us. Mm -hmm. True north is being true to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're talking about. 
Mm-hmm. You would come to your true north, and there's play mm-hmm. and fun. Yep. In your true and north. I and I was able to do that as a teacher mm. because I fed off from the children. Whoo! I've never thought about this before. <laughs> this is so fun. But that's why, like, that's what lights me up. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, and I love teaching and the passion's there. And my students had such incredible transformations was because I was able to be in my true north yes. with them. Mm. And now you're so, able to bring fun and playfulness to wealth, mm-hmm. a topic that most people are like, mm, mm-hmm. that sounds like spreadsheets no. and suits. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they start running the other way. You yeah, better be careful when you name this chat. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I um the word fiscal. No. Oh, yeah. Well, because well, I was nauseous. a personal finance coach when I first started, I was like, this just doesn't fit. Like this is too stuffy for me. It just not isn't. And then personal wealth coach came in, and it's like, okay, I like personal yeah, but- wealth goddess. I really like that. So um, (laughs) finance for me, I don't know the official definition of finance, but what it means to me or what it brings up for me is more this fear, like you're trying to control and balance and and budget and just barely make it be okay. Whereas wealth is like love, it's going towards love. It's going towards like where there's wealth, there's more wealth. Wealth is abundance. Right. And limitless. Yes. Whereas finance is like in a box. Yeah, it's very boxy. Yep. I don't yeah. like boxes. Mm-mm. Me neither. So interesting. Well, my daughter does. Yes, her too. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fight in the house when the cat sits inside the daughter's box. So oh boy. <laughs> that is awesome that's the fun that is the fun maybe Mm -hmm. someday there will be a big big enough box for both of them uh yes indeed or a small enough box that only one Mm -hmm. can fit in Mm -hmm. kitty will find it if there is (laughs) yeah right now they're about the same same size box i imagine though Mm -hmm. Yep. yep oh liza this has been amazing Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're such a light. Thank you. Ditto. I love being in your presence. Ditto. <laughs> How can people learn more about you? Um, you can find me at lizawithtonis.com or lizawithtonis for Instagram or lizawithtonis personal love coach on Facebook. I have weekly newsletters on the heart with Liza Watonis that come out. So you can join my mailing list and you'll get a little free gift there as well. Um, and yeah, that's fun. All right. We'll send everyone there. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Wealth goddess. I love you too. I love you too, Kelsey. Thank you so much. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Find Your Awesome podcast. I'd like to invite you to head over to KelseyAbbott.com to grab a series of short meditations. And please come join the Find Your Awesome group on Facebook. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please tell the world in whatever way feels good to you. And please leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for being part of this crazy adventure.